Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for November 30th, 2020. I'm teaching a series entitled Greater is Coming. If you're new to this series, you should go back and check it out. This is part 73 today. Greater is coming for you. How do I know? Because I know God made plans for you from the foundations of the world. These are good plans, plans to bless you, plans to give you a future and a hope. And as you walk with God, and as you're led of the Holy Spirit, which is what we'll talk about today, those plans will unfold right before your very eyes. You will become the man or the woman that God called, destined, designed, and desires for you to be in this world. Greater is coming for you. So this is part 73 of the series. The title of today's message is The Importance of the Holy Spirit. The Importance of the Holy Spirit. Now, we've been studying the life of David, so you may be thinking, wait a minute. Rick, Holy Spirit, that's like a New Covenant, New Testament phenomenon. Why are you talking about the Holy Spirit when you're talking about David? All right, I'm going to make the connection today. So I'm covering 2 Samuel chapter 6, verses 1 through 12. 2 Samuel chapter 6, verses 1 through 12. Before I get into the message fully, I just want to say that I had a great Thanksgiving break. I pray that you did as well. Despite uh, COVID, despite all the challenges that people have experienced in 2020, we still ought to give God praise, right? Every day should be a day of Thanksgiving. So here we go with the text. After David settled in uh, as king of Israel, so now he's ruling over all 12 tribes and not just one, he decided in that moment to bring the Ark of the Covenant to the city of David. So he wanted to bring the Ark of the Covenant to the city of David. Now, the Ark of the Covenant was so important that he gathered all his troops. The Bible says 30,000 troops. David gathered 30,000 troops to protect the movement of the Ark of the Covenant. He didn't want anyone to steal it. Now, to give you some context for those of you that were in the military, that's about the size of two full U.S. Army divisions today, right? I mean, that's huge. I mean, that's a lot of people to protect a little piece of equipment, furniture, that's about four and a half foot long by three foot tall, right? I mean, so relatively, that's a small piece of furniture and you have 30,000 men protecting it. But the power of the ark was not the size. Here's the power of the ark. The, the power of the ark, ark was the inhabitant of the ark. The Lord himself, the Lord himself dwelled in the person of the Holy Spirit above the Bema seat in between the cherubim on top of the Ark of the Covenant. The Lord dwelled there, right? And so let me take this opportunity now to kind of provide you a, a little biblical history lesson to understand kind of the context of Old Testament, even before the Old Covenant was established way back in, in, in the time of Adam and Eve, and then now New Testament where we are today. So let's go all the way back to the beginning. And so in Genesis chapter one, Genesis chapter two, we see a perfect picture of what God intended. 
it's the, it's the law of first mention. If you ever want to see what God originally intended for something, you go to where he first mentioned it. So if you want to see God's original intent for man, you go to the first mention of man. This is Genesis 1, Genesis 2. So there in Genesis 1 and 2, Adam and Eve had God's spirit on the inside of them. God breathed into Adam's nostrils. And in that point, he became, the Bible really is better translated as speaking spirit. So he was a, a, a spirit. He had the spirit of God on the inside of him and he had a, he was a speaking spirit. He and, and his wife were walking around and they had a direct connection to the father. So the Holy Spirit was inside of them and they had kingdom, dominion, power, authority on this planet. They were extending God's kingdom plans and purposes in this world and they were connected to the father spirit to spirit. And so this was amazing, right? This was this was everything that, that we would want in, in this world. You're walking down here in this world, extending God's plans and purposes, advancing God's kingdom, directly connected to the Father, spirit to spirit. Adam walked with God in the cool of the day, all of that. And then they lost everything when they sinned. The moment that Adam ate of the fruit, the Bible says, boom, the eyes, their eyes were open. And at that point, they were resigned to living the rest of their lives as mere men, as mere humans. The Holy Spirit was severed, was re was removed from, from humanity, from man. And at that point, every person born uh, under the legacy of Adam was born devoid of the Holy Spirit. Every person that's born in this world is born with a hole that was left by the Holy Spirit. And we try to fill that hole with all kinds of stuff, money, sex, drugs, alcohol, money, uh, position, and fame, and all of that. But you can't, the only thing that could fill the hole is the agent that created the hole in the first place, and that's the Holy Spirit. And so now you fast forward to the old covenant, and this was ushered in by Moses. Now under the old covenant, uh, they didn't have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of them. Remember, they were born after Adam, and they were not born again yet. So now uh, they didn't have the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in the old covenant that sometimes the Spirit of God will come upon people, but he was not inside of them, right? They were not born again. So where did the Holy Spirit live? Well, he lived above the Ark of the Covenant in between the two golden cherubim above the Ark of the Covenant. And this Ark, this piece of furniture was normally housed um, in the tabernacle or in the temple in the most holy place, in the innermost place, right? Now, you're like, well, Rick, what does that have to do with David? Okay, I'm, I'm going to make the connection now. So getting back to the story of David, the Ark of the, the Covenant... Um, David wanted it. David was like, the presence of the Lord is with the ark. I want the presence of the Lord in the city of David. So he sends all these people. He has all of these soldiers. Everybody's there. And they're like, let's move the ark. Now, the presence of the Lord was on the ark. And only certain people from the tribe of Levi, was, and then even then, select people were supposed to touch it. Not everybody was supposed to touch it. And so now they're like, okay, well, let's move the ark. Let's be extra careful. It was in Abinadab's a, a house. And so they was like, let's get it out of there. So as they're moving it, they're bringing it down a hill, and they're trying to be extra careful. And Abinadab's sons, Uzzah uh, and Ahio, they were the ones guiding the cart as they left the house. So the Ark of the Covenant is on this cart and they're leaving and there's the whole nation is there. I mean, so all these people are there. They're praising God. They're excited. They're having a party, a praise party because they're like the, the presence of the Lord is coming to the city of David. So they were excited. And in their excitement, you know, they're singing praises and all of that. They didn't realize that the ark, when, when the ark got down, the Bible says to the threshing floor at Nacon, 
the oxen that were pulling the ark, the oxen stumbled. Basically, the, the oxen, the, the big cows, they stumbled. And when they stumbled, the ark was about to fall. And Uzzah, one of the two boys, reached out to steady the ark. And when he touched it, remember, he was not supposed to touch it. When he touched it, the Bible says he died on the spot. And when he died on the spot, David stopped the caravan. All the singing stopped. Everybody was like, oh, snap. Now what do we do? And so David was like, oh, everybody stops. And they're like, what do we do now? It was like, okay, well, um, there's a house over here. And so, so let's just put it over there. So they go over. There was a, a person there. His name was Obed-Edom. And so they say, hey, uh, Obed-Edom, we need you to house the Ark of the Covenant until I figure out what to do next. And so they go and put it in Obed-Edom's house. And the Bible says that while the Ark of the Covenant was in Obed-Edom's house, he was blessed. Right. And so so the blessing of, of the Lord is connected to the presence of the Lord. And so he was blessed and he was so blessed that when David found out that Obed-Edom is being blessed just to, by having the Ark of the Covenant, he was like, forget it. The risk is worth the reward. Let's go get it. Let's go get that thing and bring it back to the city of David. Whew, I'm going to stop here for today. That was a lot to cover. All right. But I'll just stop here for today. Now, so what does this mean for you today? You're like, Rick, this was a good story and everything, but it's a Monday morning. I got you. I got you. I have three things to share with you on this morning. Now, I want you to open up your heart to receive. Three things. Number one, here we go. You ready? The Holy Spirit is our direct connection to the Father. I'm going to explain all of this now. Everything that I just told you the story, I'm going to bring it all together for you. All right? So Adam had God's Spirit living on the inside of him, 24-7, 365. The Holy Spirit was Adam's connection to the Father. So he had a spirit-to-spirit connection to the Father. He was empowered by the Holy Spirit, right? You got it. Now, Adam's transgression, when he sinned, it caused a separation, a gulf between God and man, between the Creator and the creation. So the Holy Spirit was removed from humans. And every every human born after the legacy of Adam was born devoid of the Holy Spirit. So because of one man's sin, death entered the world, and death reigned, right? Because of sin. Now, under the old covenant, you fast forward. Now, remember this, what happened with Adam and Eve, that was before the old covenant. Now, if you fast forward all the way to the old covenant, so under the old covenant that was ushered in through Moses, now you have like these symbologies. And and so the, the spirit of God dwelled above the Ark of the Covenant, which was in the most holy place or the innermost place of either the tabernacle or the temple. And nobody could go in there, right? So that's posing a big situation, a problem for us. And so now only the high priest was authorized to go in there. And then even then only once a year on the day of atonement. Now think about Jesus. Jesus came to get us out of everything Adam got us into. Adam was the one that got us into the mess. We're disconnected from God. Where Jesus came to get us out of everything Adam got us into. There was a breach between creator and creation, and Jesus came as the repairer of the breach. So when Jesus on the cross said, it is finished, he was saying, that's it. Everything is done. Everything has been restored. And in that moment, the Bible says that the veil, I'm going fast, but I have a lot to cover today. In that moment, the Bible says when Jesus said, it is finished, there was a 30 foot tall veil and it was thick, right? A 30 foot tall curtain, thick, like eight inches to 12 inches, they estimate. Huge curtain, And the Bible says that in that moment, the veil, that curtain was ripped from top to bottom. Nobody ripped it. No human ripped it from the top of 30 feet. God reached down and 
rip that thing open because he was saying is that to this point, my, my spirit has been living in this temple, but now I'm going to rip this thing open. The Holy Spirit is no longer in the temple. Later, you guys are going to become the temple and the Holy Spirit will live inside of you. See, so, so Jesus came to restore the breach. Now we can be born again. The, the Holy Spirit was restored on the day of, uh, of Pentecost. And so now as a born again believer, New Testament, New Covenant, whole different system. When we're born again, we get to, we're redeemed. We're not redeemed all the way back to to Moses. No, we're not redeemed all the way back to Abraham. No, we're redeemed all the way back to Adam, to what Adam had in the garden. So now we get to walk around like Adam did. Adam had the Holy Spirit inside of him. Adam walked with God in the cool of the day. Now we have the Holy Spirit inside of us and we get to walk around with God in the cool of the day as well. We get to take God into every meeting, every conversation, all the activity, every Zoom call that we participate in. We're walking around with God on the inside of us. Amen. The Holy Spirit is our direct connection to the Father. Man, that was number one. All right, number two, God's Spirit carries with it God's presence right? So the big deal about the Ark of the Covenant was that it wasn't the item. It wasn't the piece of furniture. It was that God's presence was connected to it. It was that the Holy Spirit was there and wherever the Holy Spirit was, the presence of God was. So David was like, I want that. I want that. I want to bring that back. I want to, in the, under the Old Testament, remember the high priest is visiting. The high, only one person once a year got to visit the Holy Spirit. One person once a year got to visit what Adam had on the inside of him. And so David was like, no, I need that presence in the, in the city of David. Bring the ark here. He was like, I need the presence of the Lord to rule. He was already the king, but he was like, I don't want to rule without God's presence. This reminds me of Exodus 33 when Moses was like, you know, remember the pillar of, of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. And so it was like the presence of the Lord was leading them. And, and, and Moses was like, listen, if you don't go with us, I'm just, I would rather just stay right here. It was like, God, I know you want us to go, but I need to, I need to know that your presence is with me. Because if your presence is not with me, I don't want to go. I would rather stay right here where I know your presence is. Now, if you want me to go forward, just reassure me that your presence is with me as I go forward. Now, what does this mean for you? You're, you're like, well, Rick, this is all Old Testament stuff. I got you. As a New Testament, born again believer. The Holy Spirit, if you're born again, you've accepted Jesus as Lord. The Holy Spirit is inside of you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will never turn his back on you. One of the greatest ways to, you're like, Rick, this is a, a series on faith and patience. Okay. One of the greatest ways to operate with faith and patience. One of the greatest ways to hold on for the long haul. One of the greatest ways to endure and have divine endurance until you see what God said is to remind yourself that the Holy Spirit is inside of you and that you can spend time with him. His presence is amazing. Make time to spend time with God because he's inside of you. You got it? All right, number three. And finally, I told you I had a lot to cover today, but I trust that this message is being a blessing to you. Number three. And finally, number three, here we go. There is a blessing. Look at me. There is a blessing connected to God's presence. There is a blessing, the blessing connected to God's presence. Wherever the Ark of the Covenant was, the Spirit of God was. Wherever the Spirit of God was, the blessing of the Lord was. So when, when they took the Ark and put it in Obed-Edom's house and they left it there for three months, 
Obed-Edom was blessed. I mean, so, so things were happening for Obed-Edom that he was not hap- he was not making happen for himself. I mean, the blessing was going before him. The blessing was opening doors that no man can close, closing doors that no man can open, causing favor to come upon him. God was raising up people to use their power, their ability, their influence, and their money to help Obed-Edom. Why? Because the blessing was there. Why? Because the presence was there. I cannot overstate the importance of the Holy Spirit. He is your direct connection to the Father. The Holy Spirit comes to reveal to you the things that God prepared for you, but were concealed from you. And so now he's revealing it to you. His presence, his spirit brings with it his presence. His spirit brings with it his peace and his spirit brings with it his blessing. The blessing of the Lord is upon you. Why? Because God is with you. How do you know that God is with you? If you're born again, God is in you. So just like David yearned to have the presence of the Lord back in the city of David, you should yearn to spend time with the Holy Spirit. Listen, wouldn't it be crazy? Wouldn't it be a shame to get to heaven only to realize that you walked around with the Holy Spirit inside of you for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, and you never spent any time with him? I mean, come on now. Wouldn't that be crazy? So slow down. I know that we're busy. We're getting to the end of the year. We're we're getting ready to close out 2020 and get ready for 2021. Make time to spend time with God. Look at how important this was to David. He was like, I need the presence of the Lord in the city of David. He he moved 30,000 troops to get ready to do it. When something happened wrong, he stopped. And then after three months, he was like, I need that blessing with me. Look at everything that he went through to go get the presence of the Lord. And you don't have to fight for it. You don't have to go visit anywhere. You have him inside of you. Wouldn't it be a shame to walk around with God inside of you and not talk to him? So slow down. You don't have to go visit a temple anymore. You are the temple and the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. Amen. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I thank you for sending Jesus to get me out of everything Adam got me into. Adam had a perfect and intimate relationship with you, Father, and it was severed because of sin. Adam lost the direct connection, but Jesus got it back. Jesus paid the penalty for what Adam did. Because of one man, Adam, sin entered the world and death reigned by sin. But because of another man, Jesus, righteousness has been restored. I am delivered from both sin and death. Not only that, Father, but the Holy Spirit was restored to me on the day of Pentecost. When I was born again, your spirit took up residence inside of me. So I don't have to visit a temple to visit your spirit. I am the temple and your spirit lives inside of me. I take you with me everywhere I go and you never leave me. You never forsake me. So I enter this day with fearless confidence. I go knowing that I will make kingdom impact in everything I touch because you are with me. You are on me and you are for me. Living this way, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it 
and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, you want my notes, go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button and put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I had a lot to cover today. So I had to go fast a couple of times. This may be a message that you need to listen to again. I covered a lot, right, in the gamut of Genesis 1 and 2, the Old Covenant symbols and symbologies, New Testament, we're born again, we have the Holy Spirit. You don't have to go visit the temple. You are the temple. The Holy Spirit lives inside of you. So get this message down in your heart. Meditate and medicate on it. Listen, this message is going to keep you to tomorrow. And then, of course, I'll be back tomorrow. But do me a favor for today. Share the, if, if this message has been a blessing to you, leave me some comments in the chat. I read every comment. And then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you and God loves you more. Have an amazing day. Greater is coming for you. God bless you.